Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast Storage Sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast Storage Sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. This is Apologetics Live. To answer your questions, your host from Striving for Eternity Ministries, Andrew Rappaport. It's Thursday night, which means this is time for Apologetics Live. Thursday nights, 8 to 10 Eastern Time. We're here to answer any of your apologetic questions. Anything you may have. Questions about almost any topic. Because we can answer any question you have about God and the Bible. Just saying. And so we are glad you are with us. All of you who are watching live, you're welcome to come on in. Join us if you so choose. And we would be able to answer any of your questions. We will be watching the questions that come across mostly on YouTube. And so that is where if you want to leave just comments, we will pop them up on screen as well. If you're on Facebook, please go to ApologeticsLive.com. There, there is some links where or instructions where you can have your name show up so it doesn't just say Facebook user. That's boring. And so we want to have more than just Facebook user. So, uh, what we're looking to do is uh, give you some things. One thing I want to do, let me bring in Pastor Justin. How are you, sir? Wonderful, brother. How are you doing? Wonderful. 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 I'm doing I've wonderful. Got my, I've got my horses in the back. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> we're, we're back. I guess, I guess last week people mentioned that you looked like you were, you know, you were trying to prepare to be with uh, Pastor Coates, and you were just had this cell look of being in a in a jail cell but uh glad you glad you were let out um so let's let's get uh through some introductory things before we get to the topic tonight the topic tonight's going to be ravi zacharias and some of the things that we think could be could have prevented what happened there now one thing I want to mention off the bat, this is uh, Apologetics Live, is a ministry of striving fraternity. We are also on podcast form on the Christian podcast community. So if you want to find out more about striving fraternity, just go to strivingfraternity.org. If you want to find out more about the Christian podcast community, go to christianpodcastcommunity.org. And so 
we did make some changes as well um, that there are some ways you can support us. Uh, obviously, one way that you can support us is going to our website, strivingforattorney.org slash support. That is one way you can support us. But another way that you could support us is if you're watching on YouTube. If you're a YouTuber, uh, let me just show you real quick. I'll put this up on the screen. This is the YouTube channel. And if you look over here where it says join, right next to subscribe, if you were to click on that, you get a way of joining the channel. And this is some other ways of supporting us with different levels of support. And so that is another way that you can support us. Um, but uh, we, of course, prefer monthly support. That is helpful for us, keeps us paying the monthly bills. Now, uh, we're missing one person here. And so for that, I, I need to explain. Uh, Dr. Svestro called me about half an hour ago. Some of you may have seen his Facebook post. His father-in-law is not doing well. Uh, his father-in-law is basically at the end of, uh, of life on earth. And because of that, Dr. Silvestro is, is with his wife, uh, with his father-in-law, with the family there. Um, and I'm not sure whether he is going to be able to make it. I, we don't want to force him to try to rush, and he's got more important things to be doing. So if you could lift up his wife's family, uh, this is, you know, as some of you know, we, he just recently, uh, Dr. Svesho recently lost uh, his father, and, uh, and now we have uh, his father-in-law. And so this yep. has been a, a rough few weeks, months for the Silvestros. So we just ask that you would lift them up in prayer. Um, so with that, uh, I think I, I should, uh, in way of more things to get started with, I'll put this up on screen here, Justin. And this is, uh, if you guys are going to, if anyone is in the Orlando area, um, if you're in the Orlando area, this is our uh, Snatch Them From the Flames seminar that we're going to be doing. We're doing this May 7th to 10th in Orlando, uh, well, technically Winter Garden, Florida, uh, Beulah Baptist Church. So if you guys need to get away, uh, get, get out of the cold, and you want to come down, uh, maybe spend some time at Disney World, and then join a great seminar. We're going to have Justin Peters, myself, Dr. Silvestro, uh, Dr. Casey Butner is the pastor there. Uh, we will be uh, having a great time. The website to get more information is BeulahBaptistWG.org. So that's where to go for that. Uh, now, Justin, I, I've been blamed for some things recently. Uh, I don't know if you that saw. That doesn't surprise me. But, you know, just because, so if you've listened to Voice of Reason Radio, which, which I recommend you listen to, but if, you've, if you listen to Voice of Reason Radio, uh, Dr. White decided that he was kind of had enough with, um, you know, with uh, what he was seeing from uh, the host there, Chris Honholds. And I guess this started some time ago when Chris Honholds, um, basically said he never saw the movie Elf. And so Dr. Yeah. White bought Chris Honholds a, an, a Buddy the Elf doll with a pull string that um, I guess was, you know, the highlight of their show. 
And so I'm being blamed for this, and those that see on screen, this is a full-size Buddy the Elf that showed up at Chris's house. Uh, Now, I, I, I need to say for the record, you know, Chris said on his show that, you know, that James White outdid me because I always announce when I do things, and therefore I didn't announce this, so it can't be me. I actually believe, if you look closely, I, I actually look, think this looks a lot more like Chris Honholds than it does Buddy the Elf. I think there's a better yeah, if you picture. Zoom in close. Yeah, if we, see, this is a much better picture of of Chris the Elf. I, I think that's what. So I think he needs to hang up his his uh, Captain America outfit and and just go with Buddy the Elf. It just, I think he looks better that way. I could see him doing that at, at all his events. Uh, and, and folks, if you, do, if you don't know, if you're not on Twitter or, or Facebook and you don't follow Chris Honholds and the, the antics this man has that seem to follow him. Oh, man. Uh, but whoever, whoever did that, uh, kudos to them. Uh, I, I'm being told that Dr. White's not done. So I guess whoever sent this left a note saying that, that they weren't going to be outdone by, by James White. And uh, so there, oh, oh, deep dive discipleship says Andrew stays trolling. I, see, I get blamed for all this stuff. I, there's no evidence that I did any of this. Um, Chris thinks he has evidence, but uh, he hasn't shown it. But uh, I'm being blamed. So uh, I think that's all the stuff that we. Oh, we can We should mention if you're on. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you want to leave us a super chat, we always read super chats. So under where you usually would leave comments, there's a little dollar sign. If you click that, um, you can, you can, uh, let's see, you can give a chat there and that way we will, um, be able to, um, basically read your comments online. So if you want to make sure we read your comment, that's a way of doing it. Uh, meanwhile, I have, I have someone asking me, when, when does, um, hey, when does Apologetics Live start? My response, eight minutes ago. <laughs> yep. So, um, so let's see. Let me get to some feedback we've gotten uh, from the show. Um, I want to read some, uh, some things we've, some feedback we've received in email. Uh, I'm not going to give names because one of them is going to share some personal details. But uh, yeah. hello, thank you. F- uh, you know, thank you. F- I basically I've been sending out to those who who are on our email list. Uh, I've been sending out um, basically just updates uh, on what we did last year. Some updates, not the whole thing. But uh, but just some some things, and one of them was Apologetics Live. And so someone someone had said this. Uh, Thank you for your email letter, sir. Um, it, you know they they basically said um, that uh, in response to the question statement, we had said if you have any feedback for us, let us know. And so that's what this person's saying. Um, you know, the in response to uh, the question statement above. You, you, parentheses, the leaders at Striving for Eternity, unparentheses, didn't disappoint us like Ravi Zacharias and Carl Lentz did last year. So that was good. <laughs> Nor are you a chronic fornicator 
like Charles Jenkins uh, was, having an eight-year affair, still claiming to be a Christian and preacher, is a little bit scandalous, LOL. And your Facebook Live sessions are very nice as well. Uh, I, per- I particularly liked one about poor Pastor James Coates and the one about the weird pastor who was hating on Pastor John and Phil Johnson and everyone. It, it was yeah. good to learn that, uh, that he fornicated. I think she probably means it was not good, but, but it's, I'll read it the way it says it. It was good to learn that he fornicated with a poor, uh, gullible South African girl and never married her like he promised to. That way we all know to avoid him especially us girls. Well, yeah, he would be one to avoid. Because us girls can, slash ladies can be gullible sometimes, uh, especially when it comes to love and our emotions. So thank you. It seems, though, there are not a whole lot of uh, good, sound biblical leaders left, and the ones that are left are currently under much fire, much media scrutiny, uh, or have fallen. And it's hard to know nowadays who to believe. But so far, striving for eternity seems okay. They seem solid. So that is good. So yes, many time, many thanks to you and your ministry for all you do. God bless and take care. And we're going to talk about some reasons why uh, you, you won't see, I think, someone at striving for eternity falling the way Ravi did. Another email that we got, this one from the UK. Um, thoroughly enjoyed the, this episode. This was about episode 100, the last one that we did. We got a lot of good feedback on that. A lot of people were enjoyed that, uh, enjoyed the, the, all the people we had on. Uh, so, so this person was saying the same. Thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Very comforting to listen to. I loved the camaraderie you all had. Much uh, importantly, listen to your biblical views with passion, and you are so refreshing with my cup of tea in hand, uh, I was in my element. So thank you. That's from the UK. So Melissa wanted to ask you a question, though. She wants to say, how was the dinner that Matt Slick, Matt Slick sent me a dinner? It was very good. Um, for, for the record, if you didn't see episode 100, you, you want to watch that one to see when Matt Slick door dashed me to get me back for the fact that um, I had, well, the fact that I have been busting on him for years. I've even called in his radio show to embarrass him and make him have to explain that he has, you know, never bought me dinner. And so what I did this week, Monday, is the next live show that he did. I called into his live show and, and I allowed him to gloat. I thought it was fair. I've called his radio show and asked him why he calls me a jerk so that he would have to explain the story of missing out every time and, and always losing on this for nine years he has been attempting it uh and so i called up his show and because i moved from jersey to anytime i said andrew from new jersey he knew who it was but saying andrew from pennsylvania i think threw him off and he he wasn't quite sure and and i said that the question i had was about gifts and i just said uh Yes, Matt, I'd like to ask you about gifts. I want to ask you about gifts that are left at people's doors during live yeah. broadcasts. And he started to laugh because now he knew who it was <laughs> that was calling him. And so, yes. And someone else had asked earlier um, about um, 
uh, how I'm feeling. I, I am feeling better. I've, I've been, uh, been, as I said, I think last week, been working out uh, two, three times a day, uh, a day. Uh, been running a lot and cut down a lot of food and been doing well. Uh, we have Bill's asking, is there any update on Pastor Coates? Yes. He has a court date that is now set. He will not be allowed out of jail unless he promises to stop preaching. So he must no. remain in jail until the court date, and then they will decide what to do with him. His church this Sunday was uh, had a larger gathering than ever before, and so there was that. He was, um, you know, he he was uh, uh, still in prison, and but the church is is growing. So so the, I really Thomas, like that. Uh, I really like that Dr. MacArthur uh, got up there and just, you know, they put their full backing and support for uh, yeah. Mr. Coates, for Pastor Coates. I really, that, I, did, that, that just, I was break, almost broke down just uh, listening to that and watching that. I haven't, I haven't um, yet, I haven't seen that yet, so I'm, it's on my list to watch. Yeah. Thomas Leo is, says, uh, wow, uh, there, Andrew, I believe Matt purchased a dinner for you in Ohio. It was a pizza at Pizza Hut. Uh, as God is my witness, no, no, Thomas, I, I, I don't believe you. I was there, you were there, and you're not Matt Slick, because Matt Slick wasn't there. All right. <laughs> so let me get to one last feedback we have, because we got to get on to our show. we got some great guests yeah. in the backstage here. Uh, we have someone that said that uh, in response to the effect of how Striving Fraternity has helped them, they said, the series you did on GFC has brought immense healing from the harm this cult inflicted. It, was, it, it has freed me to be able to trust the teaching and leadership of my current pastors, and I've grown in faith and love for God and assurance of, my, of salvation, and appreciate the church because of this series. I also appreciate the personal help I received through your ministry. These are the reasons I've become a sponsor, albeit a minor sponsor. If my circumstances change, I will increase my giving because I believe you are doing good work for God. Until then, I will pray for your ministry and for your health. And so we thank her uh, for that. This is someone that, as many of you know, Dr. Silvestro reached out to many people and uh, was getting a lot of... um, I spoke to, I think... I forget like a hundred hours of, of, of interviews that he did privately. Um, so with that, um, I want to first bring in, uh, we, we want to talk about Ravi Zacharias and, oh, I got to do one thing for someone that wants to come in. And so I want to, I, I want to, um, I want to first bring in my co-host on the rap report, Bud Alheim. Bud, how are you this evening? Hey, good evening. How you doing? It's, it's it's surprising to see you up so late. You're you're an early bird. I'm doing this for you guys. You're, you're doing this because we didn't I cover enough on a, the rap report, and <laughs> and and I think we're going to be recovering this again because Bud has a, another way that we want to that he wants to try to tackle the this whole thing. There's so many different cans of worms with this whole Ravi Zacharias thing. Oh yeah, yeah. really. So. Um, I'm eager to hear what you guys, I mean, I, I really want to, you know, contribute as I can, but I'm eager to continue this conversation. So, um, very important. A lot of things that we need to observe and a lot of things we can learn from this. There are. 
And, you know, one of the things well, I wanted to do, oh, go ahead, Justin, you said you were going to say something? No, I, I was actually going to say that um, what, what you're talking about with, with the Rabbi Zacharias situation, it just, it, it brings to the forefront the the issue of integrity. Uh, I saw somebody post a comment up here earlier that said, you know, that Rabbi Zacharias has done so much harm for the church. I disagree with that. Um, all, uh, and my opinion is that Rabbi Zacharias is exposing the wickedness of a, of a world system that calls itself church, that doesn't have accountability. They don't have authority to stand upon the word of God, and they, they don't know it. They don't, they don't study it. I mean, if you've went back and look at any of the videos from Rabbi Zacharias, um, as I've watched them, they're not biblical videos. There, no. There, there's no, there's not a biblical component to it. Um, you know, he goes to the what, what was the Mormon Tabernacle, I believe it was, and uh, and spends days there and doesn't even come out with the gospel. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, this is some, something that Bud and I mentioned on our show is that. You know, Ravi was a philosopher and, and not yeah. not a Christian apologist. Uh, but one of the exactly. things we want to do is uh, um, we want to address one thing th- is this letter. Um, so you know that, and for that reason, I want to bring in. Uh, we don't have Dr. Silvestro here, but we have someone who used to be on the board at Striving Fraternity. I want to bring in uh, soon to be. Uh, Dr. Frank Mullis. <laughs> All he's got left is his dissertation. He's just got to finish a paper. That's it. Just a small little paper. And uh, yeah, that's only a hundred pages. Yeah, that's Not even uh, looked at in a year now. <laughs> I've modeled my beard. By the way, I've modeled my beard after Frank Mullis. Every time I go oh, online yeah. and I see those pictures, I'm just like, oh, it looks okay, pretty close. Not the hair, but the beard. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I modeled my hair, I guess, after Bud's. No, no. <laughs> yeah, boy, I tell you what. Listen. <laughs> yeah, he, Bud just wears a hat. Me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a while. Yes, yeah. it has. What's that iconography you've got behind you there? Is that actually Christian? Is it okay for you to have that? I'm at a museum. I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a museum. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm at a museum. I, I find a spot, so I'm, I'm actually at an art museum. Uh, this is the uh, only place I could get. No, it, this is, is a painting that one of my former jujitsu students, one of my former jujitsu students left my martial arts school, uh, his, um, his, uh, all of his stuff left in his storage unit. And so this painting was in there. And uh, so um, I needed a background uh, for what I do on my WebEx stuff. So I stuck it. I, I'm assuming it's Cinderella. That's that's my assumption is uh, the Cinderella. I'm not exactly sure uh, exactly what it is. But, but it, it looks good to be hanging in a martial arts studio. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, Frank, for that's this. The, that's the funny part of it. For this broadcast, it adds quite a level of sophistication that is woefully yes. needed, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we have another yeah. guest who just popped in. I, the horse, the horse, the horse. Look, the, the, the horse in the yeah. background, he, I think yeah. he's in a barn. Well, the, the, yeah, Pastor Justin has the horse. It's better than what he had last week where yeah. it looked like he was in the prison cell. The, the jail cell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So we have another. Well, hey, look, you got to bring my brother in. I'm I know. Sorry. I'm trying. I'm in. trying. But you know, he's he's a little bit slow. You know, I mean, look, it does take this guy three hours just to get dressed in the morning. All right. So we, you know, he may be slow getting in here. It only took him what twenty three minutes to get in. This is what he does. So let's 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 bring in. Oh, there he is, Mr. Justin Peters. How are you, All sir? All right. Whoa. <laughs> hey guys, Justin, how you doing, brother? But I'm doing What's well, up? and you have been on my list to call for a long time. I've, I'm sorry. So I've this is how to... you do it, huh? You you you, you break into I our found, show just. To... I found penance elsewhere, so I've been absolved. Don't worry, no problem. <laughs> How are y'all, Frank? He called me, but I didn't answer the phone, bud. Oh, really? I I know. I owe you a phone call. He called me, and I didn't answer. So uh, I I sent him a text, and I'm always afraid to call him because I know he's busy. Justin, busy? Never. (laughs) I just can't can't wait till we see each other in Israel. That's going to be fun. Yes. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to that. There's still room, Mr. Mullis. Oh, uh, yeah, and Bud. And Bud. Um, <laughs> just wanted to point it out here that we have room, and for anybody that wants to come on and uh, uh, join us, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and, Do we have the uh, banner? I'm looking for the banner for that. I don't see the banner. Okay. I'll, I'll try to find it real quick. All right. So, well, the, the place to go for the Israel trip is just go to uh, IsraelTour2021.com, IsraelTour2021.com. So what we want to do tonight is talk about the situation with Ravi Zacharias. Uh, I know many of you guys have, there it is. You don't have you put it up yes, for a sorry. second. However, he, Justin likes there to put these things up, the banners up for like one second for you guys to, you know, see it. Well, take a picture. It'll last longer. <laughs> Uh, so IsraelTour2021.com. Uh, Ravi Zacharias. Now, one of the things, uh, there's two things, Frank, that I, w- I want to address with you, uh, with your, your expertise. Um, you know, the board of directors of RZIM uh, had come out with a letter. And, you know, I don't know if everyone here got to read the, the, le- the board letter. I mean, Immediately yeah. after the thirteen page, I've got. I'm looking at. I, I'm looking at the uh, report of the independent investigation. There's thirteen pages of it. I've read all of it. Yeah, there was there was a separate uh, there was a separate, basically open letter from the board um, of of Ravi Zacharias Ministries, and they basically. I'll, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna put the link in comments here. And then we'll put it up right there. So, uh, so okay, I've if, got it. I'm pulling it up as well. Yeah. So if you go here, the, you know, Doctor Sylvester and I read this, and the very first thing uh, that when after reading it, I, Doctor Sylvester and I were talking, and the, there's the first thing I said was missing from this. Now this this letter, if you end up reading this, is um, it's got a lot of things that seem to be what you'd want to hear. They they took responsibility they said that they uh for the for uh not believing Ann thompson who was the first one in 2007 to make an accusation against ravi um they t- basically made the statement that they were wrong they were it was what ravi did was sinful all of these different things which sounds good but there was one thing 
one thing that I thought was missing from this, and when I mentioned it, Anthony said the same exact thing. What was missing from this apology letter from the board of RZIM was their resignation. That's what repentance would have looked yeah, like. Because, because I really think that the fact that they attacked uh, Lorianne Thompson, that they said they believed Ravi, that they said they did a thorough investigation, which they now say they didn't, means that they, they must have been lying before. And so you, you have a case where I think they, the, the right thing for them to have done was to resign. Um, now, well, Frank, when you're truly repentant, Justin, there's something with your feed. You're breaking up. Your video stopped. Okay. So. Okay, he's going to probably work on that. And he's back. Let's see. You're still very. Okay. Your, your, your video looks like low quality, but. So I don't know if you're having problems over there. What were you going to say? Um, if you can hear me, uh, I was just going to say. You know, when you come to repentance, there should be a broken heart of contrition and a full opening of your sinfulness. I mean, when I read that, I saw saw the same thing. We're going to bandage this. We're going to band-aid this. We're going to make it look good. We're going to say the right things. Then we're going to carry on with our ministry. Okay, this has always been your ministry anyway. It's not God's ministry. I mean, if it was, where's that broken heart of repentance? You know, it's offensive. It's offensive. It's because not you know not just me personally, but I think it should be offensive to every biblical Christian, because there are criteria for be ye holy, for I am holy. Yep. You know the Bible tells us that all of our act and behavior should be that of, of one striving for holiness, and when you fail that so miserably, um, I, I think you know what I see there is is a is a lack of love and care for for God and for His holiness. It's, uh, I don't care about slandering the name of, of my Lord and Savior as long as I can keep my ministry. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I, I know I have strong opinions on this, but it's, it's very offensive, you know, as you look at it. Well, one of the first things I want to address is the, the board of directors. Now, I'm glad that Frank was able to make it since Dr. Silvestro couldn't, you know, Frank, you were, you were on the board when we made certain policies, and you'll remember these, but you know, what Anthony wanted to bring out is that there's certain reasons that something like this is not that it can't happen at Striving Fraternity, but there's a lot of things we have in place. Ravi had this thing in place. If you listen to the rap report I did, I go through this. If you read the documents, you'll see uh, what he had in place is that no one traveled. You didn't have Ravi never traveled without a male with him. And that may be true, but that policy had easy ways around it, like the fact that he traveled with a masseuse. And when he didn't travel with a masseuse, he got to a hotel and had a masseuse come in. And when you read the article and some of the things that he had done, uh, you know, he would get a massage and be completely naked and pull the covers off so that the women could see him. And, um, you know, he would attempt to be touching them and things like that. So I'm sure he would do this in, in hotels alone with these massage therapist that he would call to his room so even though there were some uh, some things that he had um, he had set up to as uh, you know 
of protection, he, he also made ways that he could get around it. And, you know, uh, Frank, you were, you'd remember, we, you know, we used to have a, a young lady who would travel from New York to the events with us because she'd run our table. And the board decided, you know, this just we, we'd fly out of the right. same same airport, same flights, because it made sense. Um, and you guys said, no, you know what? We, we should have a policy um, that now we, we at Striving Fraternity, we don't allow men and women that are not related to travel together. Um, in, in fact, we don't even allow them to f- be in the airport together at the same time. We have them come in at different times, even though that may be harder when we land because you have two people to pick up. But if we're in that situation, we no longer do that. So we've set things like that up. Um, we, we've set policies up to prevent it. The, the other thing that we do, and Frank, you, you rem- I remember when you interviewed for the board, uh, I had told you we take accountability serious. And I, I don't know if you remember this, but the, after your interview of the board, the next day, your interview is about an hour long. 45 minutes of it was guys asking you questions of, okay, if you saw Andrew doing this, or if you saw that, like, would you correct this? Would you cor- what would you do in this situation, that situation? And I remember you called me the next day going, you guys are really serious account- accountability. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So, I mean, from your experience yeah. on the board, what kind of things did you, do you see that we, need to, we needed to set in place to prevent things that, like what happened to Ravi? Well, I mean, part of the, I think part of the issue is, is that the more, more famous that a, a pastor gets, um, the more people become afraid of, of him. And, you know, in reading the report that Zacharias uh, Ministry uh, from the independent uh, firm that uh, did the report, is that he would, anytime someone would try to correct him, he would lash out at them. Um, and probably threatened them, and they were probably worried for their job. And so, you know, their you know, anger does a lot to uh, to back people down, uh, especially powerful people. I mean, and and again, you're calling into question Ravi Zacharias. Um, you know, so part of the issue is the more famous the pastor gets, um, the the harder it is to keep him in check uh, because pride comes before a fall. The haughty spirit, right? And so I think that's part of the part of the issue here um, with the board members and his staff that called him into question. And I was reading that multiple times. He got extremely angry, uh, and then he would not speak to that staff member. And so you, you're wondering, okay, am I wrong? Am I right? I mean, that's the problem with um, secret sin is that it's it's a secret. So you. You don't always see it. I mean, that's part of the whole process with grooming and sex offenders is that the grooming's not just of the victim. He's grooming everybody. He groomed that board. I'm quite sure that he groomed that board. And um, how dare you call into question my integrity is probably no telling how many times that that conversation probably went to back and forth. Um, as just my assumption, but I know that's how grooming works, is you don't just groom the victim. You groom everybody else around, so no one would even question that. And obviously, when his integrity was questioned, he became quite angry. Well, yeah, and the, yeah. I want to I talk in much more detail about the grooming, because this is one of the areas that, you know, you're an expert in this field, unfortunately. Um, 
<laughs> for folks who don't know, uh, Pastor Mullis has the the uh, he he does uh, he also works as a counselor um, for sex offenders, and so you know he uh, has hundreds of sex offenders he talks to every week. It's it is it is something he's always said that he has guys that if they don't show up to talk to him, they go back to jail. So <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, nah, but I want to talk about uh, the grooming in, so, in, in a bit. You have more you want to say, Frank? You have anything else you want to say? No, 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 no okay. that's it. So I want to ask Justin since you came in. Um, I know you've been following this. Um, you know, I, I I look at this and I I know that uh, th- this is grievous to to see. But I want to see what, what are your thoughts um, with this whole situation with Ravi, with the board, with the you know, what's come to light, anything you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, it, it became public knowledge three years ago, February 18th, 19th, February, 2018, uh, that the, but that these, um, sexting messages between Ravi and this other woman. And I can't even remember her name off the top of my head, but, uh, Lori Thompson. Yeah, 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 that's right. So uh, this was made public three years ago, and I am astonished that Ravi somehow managed to fly in under the radar for so long and was speaking at big conferences with some well-known names uh, all the way up till shortly before his death. And there was a – I mean – that. We had hard knowledge three years ago that this was going on, not to the extent. Now, we didn't know at the time, at least I didn't, we didn't know at the time that it was as widespread. I mean, when you read this report, it's just uh, it's shocking what all this this man was doing. But uh, but this is nothing new. I mean, so many people are acting surprised about this. I'm like, well, why, are, why are we so surprised? This has been known for three years now. Uh, and, and I tell you, there's no way. There is no way that at least some of the people on the board or on staff with at RZIM did not know that at least some of this was going on. There's just no way. It's impossible. You could not have not known something was wrong. Um, and uh, I tell you, RZIM needs to shut down, period. It needs to be burned to the ground. It, it, there is no redeeming it. There is, um, and I've had a few people contact me. Well, can I, you know, yeah, he was doing a lot of bad stuff, but you know, some of his teaching is still good. Can I agree? I mean, can I, uh, um, can I still share his books and stuff? Uh-uh. No, this man has brought so much reproach on the, on the gospel, so much reproach on Christ. There's nothing redeeming about it. If, if you can't live by the gospel that you preach and teach, then you've got, then, then there's, there, there is nothing redeeming with the contents. Burn it. Get the books off the shelves. Shut the ministry down. Don't just change the name and rebrand it. I mean, bulldoze it. This bulldoze it. There's nothing redeeming here. There, there. Um, this has brought untold reproach on the gospel. And you know, and Robbie, I've never been a fan of Robbie. I've. Uh, he was always very mystical and philosophical. You never really heard, at least I didn't, heard him deal with any of the 
of the of the text. You know, I, he was. I would not characterize him as a theologian by any stretch, a philosopher maybe, but not a not a theologian. Um, and he had very little, if any, church activity. Um, I, I mean, he he traveled constantly. I'm an evangelist. I mean, I do. I'm not. I'm not a philosopher like he is, but I I travel and preach and teach. I intentionally limit the amount of time that I'm on the road because I don't want to be gone all the time. It's not healthy. I want accountability. I want to be a part of the life of my home church. I want my home church to know what I'm doing. Uh, and, and so there's there's a big red flag with with anyone who is on the road constantly and never at their home church it's just not there's that's not healthy on any level well yeah Amen. that you know that's something that uh you know striving for turning early on we we changed so that i wasn't on the road all the time be, for that very reason the accountability i we we have the policy that we have to be in our local church at least half the year you know whether it's two weekends a month or whatever but we we need that local accountability yeah, you know, and and this is one area where you see a lot of guys uh, fail because they they just go on the road and they get the pats on the back and and everyone looks up to them and no one wants to be the one to say anything. It's like it's like what you know Frank said. He grooms the the people around the victims as well. Um, one of the things that surprises me, and you mentioned how the board couldn't possibly know. Well, the thing that gets me is that the board contained his wife and daughter. So you're going to tell me, I mean, just put, put an understanding here. So your wife is on the board. There's an accusation that you have been sending naked pictures of yourself to a woman and receiving naked pictures and, and asking her for them. And, and then other things that ended up happening between you and this woman. And you're going to tell me a wife is hearing this and just going to defend her husband. I, I just, I just, find that a little bit hard to believe now frank you had an an interesting take on this when you and i were talking about it about this just being hey well this is the way you know it is in india multiple wives and things like that um and that's almost what he did end up saying because he said that he said to one of the women hey you know in the old testament men of god had multiple wives you know yeah but i don't know if you wanted to address address that that what you had said to me with that at all or yeah i was just curious you know his cultural thing but you know again stand by your man is you know an old uh country song you know um and denial i mean look i've dealt with you know sexual sin and impropriety with multiple people i mean over a thousand and I've sat and listened to wives uh, who have stuck it out and just seen just confronting uh, confronting them cheating on their wives and the wives' spirits are broken, you know. And um, and then my, I know my husband would never do such terrible things. So it's not it's not just you know it's one thing to say I can't believe it. I, I'm not surprised that 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 she was probably in denial of the whole thing as well because you just I mean and again you know I I, Robbie Zacharias you know I again I heard him on the radio 
I didn't agree with him on on the, theologically. You know, I listened to him philosophically. I thought he had some good stuff philosophically, but um, but uh, again, I'm I, it surprised me. You know, I mean, because I hadn't followed him in years per se, but it was surprising that sexual sin was was his downfall. I, I, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things because you assume that certain people. Um, that's the, I mean, because I'll, I'll be honest, the sexual sin is the easiest one for everybody to fall into. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's why um, that um, I was I was kind of surprised, maybe. Because you thought, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pastors that don't fall into sexual sin that fall into financial. You got the financial stuff that they fall into. And, you know, I just I just didn't assume that, you know, Zacharias was going to go down like that. Well, Zacharias did go down that road, too. If you had told me he had a traveling masseuse, (laughs) if I'd known he'd have a traveling masseuse with him, I would have said, yeah, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Was this a traveling masseuse? Was this a... Is this a man or a woman? No, woman. He would have so so. Yeah, he had. If you told me he had a traveling, if you would have told me he had a traveling masseuse and it was a woman, I would have go. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You know. You know. Could you imagine striving for eternity, board Andrew? Because I'm having a masseuse. We would have said, yeah, male. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think you would say no, and we're gonna pick and we're and we're gonna pick him out. We're gonna pick him out for you. No, we we would we would pick him out. His name's Butch. Um, His name is Butch. I had a friend. Six hundred forty pounds. Hey, let me. I've uh, got a pastor friend. Let me bring in. Let me bring in real quick, Doctor Silvestro, who's here. Hey, brother. Hello, okay. hello, Anthony. Oh, wait. Who's that guy? Anthony has the easiest equipment in the world to use for podcasting, but he can never figure it out. It's amazing. Are you there, Anthony? Oh, no, look Look at the look of frustration. Oh, we can hear you. Oh, that's good. When he Can you hear us, Anthony? Hi. <laughs> this is this is what we go through usually for folks who don't know we usually start about half an hour before the show i'm here i'm good and, and this is <laughs> this he is what we go through <laughs> oh he was setting up <laughs> all right so anthony we, we frank was just talking about what would be the reaction at striving fraternity board if uh i said that i i wanted a a female masseuse to travel with us to different places because I have back problems. How would how would that go over with you guys? Well, you know what I think. I think there's a real life scenario that we can talk about because because Frank and I dealt with this, right? Yeah, we, we mentioned that, but yeah, yeah go for it. it. Yeah, go so, for it. Yeah, so you know, so we we dealt with that, and I thought we dealt with that in a uh, an expedient manner, right? We we said this didn't look right. There was no impropriety in your part, no impropriety in anybody's part, but we said you know it doesn't look right, and we're not going to have even an image of something lo- looking incorrect to the outside world and uh and you know what you uh you listened and then we moved on my biggest issue with 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 uh ravi zakris uh international ministry is is this issue people knew stuff was going on people knew within the ministry and nobody said a word at least as far as we can tell and, and so I, I look at this as, uh, as people who were complicit in what had happened with, with these yep. females. I see Pastor Justin shaking his head. They, they were complicit. They were, they're part of the problem with all this stuff. Totally. So, you know, I, 
I, as far as I'm concerned, the entire ministry needs to disappear and go away, and they need to donate all of the money that they have to Justin Peters' ministry. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Justin said, well, Justin said the same thing except for that last part. <laughs> he, he's, he's saying, do not put that money anywhere near me. No. Well, you know, one of the things that one of the things Bud and I talked about was the fact that people who donated to this ministry unknowingly uh, the devil had it long enough. Huh? It, yeah, uh, I agree with that, Frank. The devil had the money long enough. Let's give it, let's give it to something. Yeah. Good. Well, the 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 thing the thing that I, Bud and I had addressed was the fact that what you end up seeing is people donating ministry, money for ministry, and and this money was going toward funding condos that he shared with masseuses like when he he, when he'd be writing he went to i think it was bangladesh i forget but where it was Mm -hmm. he he went there and like 256 days he was there one year and it writing but in the same condo he bought a he bought two the ministry paid for two condos one for him and one for the masseuse that he would have yeah now am i right that the thousand dollars of the ministry's I'm sorry. Was I right that the? Uh, I apologize. I didn't mean to jump over there, Frank. Um, the masseuse, the lady, she's the one that labeled the the rape charge. Am I right? One of them. He had several one. of them. There's multiple masseuses. Yeah. Yeah. So so what yeah. he did was yeah. there were at least there there's, were at least there's, three. There's multiple masseuses. There's at least three that he brought over to America. So and and Frank, this is where I'm going to want to get from you the grooming because it was interesting. I want you to lay out how that works because what we saw was three of them. They came to he he, you know he got them the visas under RZIM's humanitarian effort. That's how they came to the states. Paid for housing, paid you know gave financially supported them. They ended up working at a massage parlor where he was a partial owner and his daughter was the director and. In this massage parlor, he would make advances on them. Now, once, you know, they, they said that once he was, they were here in the States and financially being supported by him, then sex was required. Right. And so, so I mean, they're here. They, like, who are they going to complain to at work? The owner is the one doing the action. The director is his daughter. <laughs> and if they, you know, they're, now they're being supported here in America by this guy. And, you know, some of the women said that they felt... Like they they were obligated to do this because of all yeah. he had done. So, uh, Frank, one of the things I see in this is this whole issue of grooming. We've brought it up a number of times. There's a lot of people who are not familiar with grooming, how to spot it, um, how to you know how to what to look for, how to protect themselves and others. Uh, many people think in their church they're okay because they do background checks. <laughs> Maybe you could talk about why background checks are not really helpful and why it's more important to be looking for grooming techniques and how what to look for. Yeah, no, I mean, first of all, um, you could probably run a background check on you know any anybody going into the ministry, and you're, it's going to come back clean anyway. Um, and, you know, most people, uh, unfortunately get passed around from church to church. I mean, um, I, I, I know multiple situations where churches just, you know, I mean, straight out cover it up and they get passed on to the next, um, next church or wherever it may be. 
uh, even if there were allegations, that church is afraid that whether I'm going to get sued or uh, nothing came of it or maybe it wasn't even um, nothing legal in it, you know, it was a fair or something. Um, and so your, your background checks generally are not going to work. Now, sometimes they do, um, but in general, you know, you're going to trust. I mean, that's the number one thing is trust. They're going to build your trust and you're not going to trust. Um, uh, you're not going to trust a stranger, right? But you're going to trust a friend. And that's what they're going to become. They're, they're going to move in. They're going to groom the parents as much as the kids. And they are going to um, be there, do there, um, whatever they can for you. They're going to, they're going to, you know, perfect example is, you know, giving you money, giving you gifts, um, and, or being in a power position um, to where you are now worried about your job. Uh, you, you, or, you know, they've done some kind of favor that, you know, you can't, you know, man, I, I can't, I can't do this. It's, it's a building of that trust over and over um, to where you start to, you see things, and, and that's part of the problem, Andrew, uh, is that you see you see things, but your mind's playing tricks on you because you're saying, no, nah, that can't be what it is because he's not, I know he wouldn't do that. Or you miss it because of, ah, um, I, I had um, early on back in the uh, 80s, uh, 89, uh, so forth, I had a uh, friend who was a, uh, karate instructor. Uh, we were under the same uh, uh, karate school at the time, and he had opened up a karate school. And he, he was doing some weird things, um, but I couldn't understand. I didn't get it at the time. And then looking back, uh, he ended up and was molesting his karate students, uh, kids in this karate school. And um, if I had known what I did now, I was going, oh, okay. But but that, and that's what happens a lot of times is. Oh, Robbie Zacharias has got a back problem. Um, he's on the road all the time. Um, why not have a massage therapist instead of him going out to other massage parlors? Um, and, you know, I'm sure that that masseuse was known by the people on the board. I'm sure that, that you know, his wife had met the, the massage. So they trusted her, too. It's not, it's not like, um, you know, he was getting a new massage therapist, quote, unquote, to travel with him. Um, but he was going to massage parlors on the side of that, too. So it's not, from what I was reading, it's not just that one masseuse that traveled with him. He, he was seeing multiple masseuses. Now, Frank, if, if you could explain, you know, we talk about grooming, right? Even with, like, children, things right. like that. Uh, we see, you mentioned the border was groomed as much as the women were groomed. And we see this with children where the parents are groomed as much as... The children are. They they prepare the parents. They talk to the parents in such a way to, you know, to build the trust so that the parents would never think that this person is ever doing this. Th- that's the whole thing of grooming is to build it where you trust the person. And that's exactly yeah. what happened with Ravi Zacharias with his board, right? His board, when this came out, they believed his account, his story, because they knew him. And they, they just yeah. couldn't believe this would ever happen. What are some of the ways that grooming occurs? That, um, the, like, what is it that people are trying to accomplish um, 
with when it comes to grooming? Okay, so um, let's if you all right. So let's put it in in two parts. Let's let's talk about children. Um, how do you get your children to do what you want them to do? You give them gifts, right? Um, you take them places that they enjoy. Um, you introduce them to um, sexual things slowly. Uh, you talk. You have sexual conversations. Um, about them, you, you maybe tell inappropriate jokes, sexual jokes to them, and you introduce them slowly. But you're also rewarding them um, when you start talking to them about sexual uh, type things. That's young children um, and teenagers. Here's the thing: teenagers is the same way you you uh, when you met your wife. You're doing the same thing that um, you would do to meet your wife. You're going to give them. Uh, gifts. Uh, you buy them jewelry. You buy them flowers. You uh, take them, you know, places in your in a nice car. Uh, for teenagers, you let them drive your car. Um, <laughs> you offer them alcohol. You offer them drugs. Um, teenagers, you know, and, and again, teenagers understand sex. Uh, and you know, obviously, if it's a female grooming male, that's extremely easy to groom a, a teenage boy uh, into sex. You know, teenage girls. Um, again, it's a slow introduction, but again, predators are already going to pick a female who's probably already been sexually abused um, because they know what's vulnerable, and so they they see that as a vulnerability uh, to um, engage themselves into the lives of children who are vulnerable already. That's that's part of the idea, um, you know. And and again, the group of the parents is you're showing up with the parents you're you're offering to babysit you know helping them out in times of need um you take an interest in the kids um you know and again that's why perpetrators end up in the boy scouts they end up in the in the youth ministry they end up uh in the pastorate they they end up in every walk of life karate instructors jiu-jitsu instructors i can tell you uh, over the years, I've counseled probably 25 to 30 um, people involved in the ministry who were convicted sex offenders, and every and and they they were directly related uh, to the church or some type of ministry uh, when they were arrested. Um, and so, again, you know, um, the the grooming of what Robbie Zacharias is doing is obviously he was using women who probably were that he was bringing over from countries, offering them money uh, from third world countries. That's the easiest way to groom them uh, is just offering them a life outside of a third world country into America. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, someone was saying someone had put up a thing, a uh, comment here saying that they hope no one is learning how to groom someone from this. <laughs> but, we want you to recognize how to recognize it so that you can protect yourself because this, the, you know, the, the best way uh, to prevent uh, sexual grooming, abuse yeah. is to recognize grooming. Go ahead, Frank. One thing I'll say on yeah, that too. And, and, and again, go ahead. I apologize. Uh, I was just going to say one thing I'll say on this is the, the problem that in the church that is found is, there is a lack of understanding within the body of Christ, especially within pastoral ministry and leadership ministry, of 
of how it is that you you should uh, train train your congregation, train your, your leadership to to see and identify sexual predators. We we don't want to see that there are people that are coming in and that their desire is to harm our children. Their desire is to is to harm our wives and our husbands and and that they're, they're they they ultimately want to destroy the body of Christ in the ultimate goal. Now it may just be that they want to go after these children, but that is the body of Christ. And so as as a pastor and as a as a leader it is incumbent upon me. What Frank is doing is not being a bad person by stating what's going on. I, I was a police officer for eight years, and I'm going to tell you what what he's talking about. I went through this training, you know, to to learn to identify the predators. You don't know how easy it is uh, for a con artist to even con a police officer. Uh, and corrections, uh, we had it we had it all the time drummed into us that oftentimes you're being lied to and manipulated to find the emotional edge that, that the, the criminal, the, the sexual immoral, the pedophile, the, the, the wicked person can get on you. And if he can get that one thing to ingratiate himself to you, he will destroy you before you even knew what was happening. And, and, and I'm just going to say, what Frank is talking about is necessary for the body of Christ to know so that we can stand against the wickedness so that we can understand what it is that they're doing and how they do it to protect our children, our families, our churches. And so nobody can ever say to to us that we were, uh, in hindsight, at the end of our lives, after we've died, nobody can say, you know what, they look so good, but they've destroyed the body of Christ, the name of Christ. I mean, I would never want it to be said that, that Andrew or Justin or anyone, after their ministry was over and they had finished that last step into eternity, they'll turn around and find out that they had lied all this time and they stand before their Lord as being judged. Let's do the judgment now. Yeah, Let's do that hard thing now. And let, me, let me throw a question that's in the chat over to probably Frank, but <clears throat> Frank, Rob, Rob, Julie Miller, I don't know if it's Rob or Julie that's asking the question, but they say, is there a... Is there a readily available or reliable resource for parents that would educate them on recognizing grooming? Do you know of any resources offhand? This is for anyone, but I think Frank. I have, to, I have to go look. It's, it's been a it's been a little while. You, you, Justin, may know. Let me tell you this. Okay, just everybody that ever hear this, go to your local sheriff's department. Every one of them has an agency or a part in, in the sheriff's departments that they love to teach. They love to teach their, the, the, their communities how to protect their children. They'll go to churches. They'll go to home uh, Bible study groups. They'll go anywhere they can, and they have the resources. They deal with this 24-7. And I'm going to tell you, go to, go to the sheriff's department. They have the resources and the tools to help you identify and create a program to deal with this. Um, I would suggest that quickly. Okay, so so let me let me change some gears, and uh, but I'm going to throw this over to you. Um, you've been reading a, a bunch of the materials here. You you have some different ta- angles you see with this. You and I address this from the spiritual abuse angle on the rap report. There's right. some other angles. What are your thoughts on this whole thing with Ravi? 
Well, I, I mean, I have a number of other things that maybe we can get to, but I, I think I want to summarize kind of what we've discussed that Frank's talked about, that Justin Peters and Pastor Justin have talked about, in that you see this situation where uh, an individual has built somewhat of a celebrity empire. There is a board of directors who is uh, financially uh, reliant on that empire. It is built around this individual. That individual turns out to be uh, lacking in integrity. Just a few things. I mean, you, you deal with the issue of respect. Respect is earned. Now, as Christians, we want to think the best. We want to believe the best and hope the best. But that does not mean that all our guards go down. And in this case, as you read the documentation that you posted from our show uh, last week, you can see the guards weren't there. It wasn't there with the, um, with the board members and certainly with these ladies who had been groomed uh, financially. They're provided for. Then the obligation, once that was put in place uh, to request sex, uh, then that took place. Um, one of the other things that you notice as you read through this is that there is sort of the equivalency of your allegiance to the celebrity reflects your allegiance to Christ. And if you see that, that is a warning sign. You, you need to run. Your allegiance to any individual in a ministerial standpoint only obligates you to support them so far as they follow Christ. Is that not what Paul told us? But when they start telling you, if you violate my confidence with you, you're violating confidence with Christ. That's a, that's a huge issue, and you see that in the documentation that we've, we've got from, uh, from this investigation. Um, there was a whole culture of fear. There was a culture of shame, not on the part of Ravi, but fear in the people that he was manipulating, the people that relied on him for an income, and certainly the victims of his abuse, both spiritually and uh, physically. And the shame was being pushed on them. Well, the shame was his. It was not theirs. They're the victims. Now, the board is a different issue because they should have had oversight. Um, and you back up from that a little bit even more, and you see that, we don't even have a church involved in this. His denomination, as Justin Peters mentioned, you know, we knew some rumblings of this a few years ago, and the denomination kind of said they looked at it, oh, there's nothing there, we'll let it go. Um, you know, this has just been a perfect storm. But from another standpoint, Andrew, you and I talked about what uh, Dr. MacArthur mentioned last Friday, I think, in the Masters University um, chapel service that I absolutely agree with. This is a as horrible as it is. We feel for the family. We feel for these people affected by it. We certainly feel for the victims. We should be praying for them. But on the flip side of that, this is a glorious thing. The Lord is clarifying. He is bringing this out. He is showing us there is a false church and there is a true church. The true church is going to exhibit. The things that we see in Scripture reflect godliness and holiness, righteousness, and, and the pursuit of Christ in a lifestyle. Um, it is not um, absent. And if it is absent, that, that's a big sign. It's a big clue. I'll be quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> 
the, the I think the thing though there, there's a let me put this up so people can know about this uh, deep di- deep dive discipleship uh, said when someone asked about resources on guard by Deepak Raju is a resource that he said he had to read as a Sunday school teacher. Uh, he's on staff at Capitol Hill Baptist Church in D.C. That's where Mark Dever serves. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll say a good morning to Lorraine. To Lorraine is from the Philippines. She's just catching up with us. So we thank you. Um, you know, one of the things, Justin, that I see with this that is um, concerning to me is the fact that we see so many people that just turned a blind eye that, you know, even if, if they saw something, they, oh, maybe, maybe it's just me or, or just trusting Ravi. As someone who is in full-time ministry, you travel, <clears throat> what is the danger of, you know, not having people like basically having a bunch of yes men around you. What's I mean? What's the danger of not having people around you that are willing to keep you accountable? Yeah, it's a there's a tremendous danger there. Uh, I mean, I for one want accountability. I want to be above board. I want to be above reproach. I I. I I would rather die. Honestly, I would rather drop dead before this program is over before I do anything to bring reproach on the name of Christ or his gospel. Uh, and so the the very fact that uh, that Ravi did not surround himself with meaningful accountability uh, speaks volumes about the state of his heart and the state of his soul. Um, so, I, I mean... I, yeah, accountability is, is important, very vitally important, and and he had none. He had no meaningful accountability. I mean, I, I, honestly, just in listening to y'all talk, if if I if I even I, I can't even imagine doing this, but just for kicks and giggles, if I were to go to my board of directors, both of whom are, are pastors, and say, um, "Hey guys, you know, I'm this cerebral palsy thing is just." Uh, kind of hard to live with and I, I really need a female masseuse to travel with me when I go on my trips they would they would probably shut the ministry down before they even gave me a response I mean like are you kidding me like, what what that's why I said there's no Justin, way they the, the staff at RCIM did not know what's going on Go ahead, Frank. But here, let's let's flip the let's flip the script, and and I want to play devil's advocate here. But but let's say you said you told them that you need you know your your symptoms have gotten worse, and you needed to have a uh, physical therapist to travel with you. Um, you know, and and what I'm saying is is that um, you're going to you're going to put feelers out. That's the thing about sexual predators. They're not going to they're, – they're cunning. I mean, the devil's cunning. And so that's the issue is if you had a physical therapist, you know, and again, um, it could have been a male. It, he could have had a male masseuse, and we found out that Ravi was a homosexual. And nobody yeah. would have questioned a, a male masseuse. Right, so let's go yeah. the opposite way. Um, and And – you know, again, I'm not saying the board didn't know, but what I'm saying is they they 
we're in denial, um, yes. deep denial of, of a lot of this. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's not, you know, it's easy. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, you know, and I, what I would say and argue is, is that Ravi had been doing this a lot longer than we know. Um, you know, even going yeah. back to the, I'm willing to bet, and, and the, you know, it was a 13 page report, and they said they only talked to one person. The guy had yeah. multiple cell phones, um, multiple cell phones, multiple, I'm sure, multiple different books of people's names. He even had phrases uh, in his cell phone that he could, even if he couldn't speak the language, he could give the phrase. Yeah. Um, to that. Well, um, Frank, so, why don't you why don't you explain you know, what, some what of the is, Frank explain some of the phrases that he wanted to know if you if you know them offhand. It's on page nine. It's on page nine. I mean, so, yeah. well, if you um, if you don't have it, I'll give you, you know, so, so some of the phrases he would have that he memorized in multiple languages were go lower. You know, so he's getting a massage, and yeah. you know, so so you see, he wanted to be able to in these different languages communicate to to these women. Yeah. Yeah, let, let me. Thai and Mandarin. Yeah, let me. Uh, let me. Let me just. I want to read one scripture and one, and then I want to read something from the report, because, uh, you know, I I think as we're doing discernment, and one of the things I, I've heard a lot since our, the podcast, my rap report podcast that Bud and I did on this issue, people are like, "Hey, he died. Just give it a rest." Like, why are you yeah. discussing it now? Like, it's over. They just they want to give a pass um, for for what went on. Now, what you're not hearing with any of the six of us so far tonight is rejoicing. Okay, there are discernment bloggers that rejoice at things like this because oh, they get someone they can go after. You don't hear rejoicing, and you shouldn't from a good discernment blogger or discernment ministry this is what paul says in philippians chapter 3 verse 17 the the main verse is is 18 but brethren join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us for many walk of whom i've often told you and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ. Now, this is the difference that you see with real good discernment ministries and some of the others. It's that phrase, even weeping. You're hearing it in the voice of some of the guys. You're seeing it on Justin's face. He can't hide it as he's hearing things. Um, it's, it's, it's painful for someone who loves Christ to listen to this stuff and have to bring this to you. I want to. I'm going to read one thing. I want you guys to interact with. This is from the the investigation that was done, and and out of the whole thing, this one paragraph is the one that bothers me the most, because what it reflects in here is how, for some people who still want to give Ravi Zacharias a pass, what I see here is beyond the grooming. We're going to see some of that in this, where he he puts the responsibility on the woman for not saying anything because people's souls are at stake. But I want you to see how Ravi used um, his own, uh, used religion as the means to groom people and and then used it as a way of basically, you know, not only silencing them, but how he used religion to, to get greater control. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you because you're you're old school and you have all the papers there. 
So <laughs> we hear. <laughs> Uh, so here, so this is what from from um, you know from the investigation quote. This witness told us that their relationship began as a normal massage therapist client relationship, and she came to think of him as a father figure. He elicited information about her faith and her financial situation. She reported that after he arranged for the ministry to provide her with financial support. He required sex from her. According to the witness, Mr. Zacharias used religious expressions to gain compliance. As she was raised to be a person of faith, she reported that he made her pray with him to thank God for the, quote, opportunity, unquote, they both received. She said he called her his, quote, reward, unquote, for living a life of service to God and referenced that the, quote, godly men, unquote, in the Bible with many, uh, in the Bible with many than one, uh, with more than one wife. She said she warned, uh, she said he warned her not even, not ever to speak against him or she, she, would be responsible for the, quote, millions of souls, unquote, whose salvation would be lost if his reputation was damaged. What do you guys think about that? Who, who wants to go first? You know, I'll, let me say this first. I, I think what bugs me most about this is that Ravi has passed away and can't answer for this stuff. True. Right? And that's a major issue because... Because we don't know the certain truth. Now, there's a lot of similarities between all these stories that we're reading about Ravi. And I'm sure that there is a major, major issues that have happened. I really wish we could hear Ravi. And this is why I keep going back to the issue of the ministry. They knew back in 2015 with with the uh, the lawsuit that they had sealed and uh, she got a settlement for and nothing was ever changed within the ministry. So in what you said, Andrew, it's horrific. If that's all true, it's horrific. And uh, I'm sure that most of it is, if not all of it is true. Um, I just, well, I just, well, I we do, we do know some of his response though, Anthony, what in, he yeah. responded in 2017 and his response for folks who don't know that response, when, right. when Laurie Thompson came out explaining details, the response was he actually came up with a story and said that the husband had put the wife up to tempting him and trying to elicit sex from him so that they could try to sue him for money. And, and so he, he basically drove a wedge in their marriage, got, and then he went on, on you know, Christianity Today and all these other places saying that the, the husband masterminded this whole thing and then pimped his wife to try to trap him. So we do know now that we know that you know that 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 story was was accurate. With there's confirmation with the other stories. You, we do know how he responded to it. It was to 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 ignore and attack the the person that's trying to bring truth to light. Yeah. So I would agree well, with you. I, there. Can I just? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this one thing. We'll write to Frank. It, it's it, I still go back then to the ministry. Where was the ministry in all this stuff? Mm-hmm. It's really convenient for the ministry to step back and say, well, you know what? We got to do private investigation now. We have to do this. We have to do this. You know what? You guys should all resign, be done, and that's it. 
because they've they've had plenty of chances for all this. So I'm sorry. Go on, Frank. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm. I, you know, going going back. Um, I lost my my train of thought, and I'll try if I can pick up here. Um, the the issue with the women that uh, was in, in that he's picking again is not. It's not like he was picking the average, you know, Christian woman, right? Right. Um, he's 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 picking women who are vulnerable, um, and so that that's part of the situation. But part of the don't tell, um, it's 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 crazy to me that he's using the guilt game, as we call it. It's the same, you know, ninety percent of the perpetrators I deal with who who deal with kids is um, if you share our secret, because that's a cover-up. Um, your mother's feelings will be heard. They won't let me see you again. I'll go to jail. Um, you're the one that's responsible for this. And, they, and notice he put the blame on them. He's not only yeah. sexually abusing them, but he's spiritually mm-hmm. abusing them now, too. Um, and, and you know, y'all dealt with spiritual abuse uh, on several uh, episodes, uh, whether you was into sexual or not. Spiritual abuse um, is is just as devastating. So in this context, he's using not only um, uh, sexual abuse but spiritual abuse to get them to comply. And again, how much does Ravi Zacharias, um, in his mind at the time, believe and rationalize what he did. And this is one of the questions I always ask is which one is the real Ravi Zacharias? Is it Ravi Zacharias that we hear and see and everybody trusts and believes? Or is it the 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 sexual abuser behind the scenes um, that we don't know? And you have two different people um, the world that sees Ravi Zacharias and then you see these women who are seeing, man, this guy, he's this famous preacher and he's giving me spiritual advice and he's, he's, he's wanting the sexuality. Um, and then you have the board members who are seeing glimpses of both, but they're seeing more of the Ravi, you know, that the public sees and the glimpses of the other. And, you know, how much of that do we want to believe? Um, yeah. How much? How much do you want to? Believe, how much? If, if we take scripture and say thinks no evil, right? Yeah. Um, in that in that kind of circumstance, when we we a friend you know a friend lives all times. So here, Ravi Zacharias has people who have known him all their life, and they're having to try to skate and go through all this and see okay. What what's it here? And my question to y'all is: When the Me Too movement came out, how how many of us bought into the Me Too movement all the way in? When this first came out, a lot of people said, "Man, she's just Me Too and Ravi." And you know, and and so I'm just saying, it's easy for a lot of people to go and and look back and say. Um, well, you know, now, yeah, of course. But at the time, it's Robbie Zacharias, and you're you're going, what's true? Who's true? Why should I believe this woman over Robbie Zacharias? And, because you know, and, right. I, and I would say, what's that? Because he's a celebrity. I mean, he's got that status. Yeah. 
No, that, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, again, yeah. if some woman came out and, and, and accused any of y'all, you know, I might say, hey, what's going on here? And you deny it and say, Frank, um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, I'm going to side with you. You're my friend. I'm going to side with you before that. Now, as more evidence comes to light, and I've had a similar situation, and um, Anthony and uh, um, um, Andrew both know a situation that happened with me with a pastor friend of mine, and I was I sided with him early on, but as the evidence mounted, and I went to him and I told him, I said, I have your back until I find out you lied to me. When I find out you lied to me, I'm going to I'm going to understand. I'm going to go and I'm going to make sure you're not in the ministry anymore. Amen. And and he lied. And so that was it. Um and I told him, I told him from the very beginning, um, don't lie to me. If you if you're you're telling me the truth that this did not happen, I'll have your back because you've been my friend for twenty years. Yeah. Right. But the evidence mounted and kept mounting, and I I had multiple people, and that he lied. And yeah. so, how can you stand with as the evidence mounts? And I get why they probably stood with Robbie early on, because I would have if I if it had been Andrew and I was on the board, I would have stood with Andrew early on until more and more evidence started coming out, and then I can you know weigh the lies of what Andrew told me versus what truth is coming out i mean and that's how you have to discern it it's just me personally yeah so frank so i guess that's the question right is the 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 initial thing that is at least publicized is in 2015 the settlement and and ravi um speaking out against her and her husband was in 2017 but in the meantime He's traveling with masseuses. He's 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 invested in massage parlors. Right, all yeah. this stuff is going on in the meantime. Would, should that have caused enough questions to be asked itself? Well, <clears throat> again, um, I had massages. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, had I agree. Injuries, yeah. Right. Well, I, I know, and 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 you know, and you know, I mean, I could say you know uh, again. Um, you know, I, I I understand. I get I get how um, early on, if it starts, you start to question. At some point, you question because what I find is is that the truth is eventually going to slowly come out, and you're going to have lied, uh, and the lies are not going to match what the more and more truth comes out because you can't cover it up. Be sure your sin will find you out. Um, it's going to it's going to eventually come out if you, if you don't deal with it. Let me ask this question. This is something that uh, Bud uh, brought up on the show, and I'm sure Justin might want to you know to address as well. People are saying, "Well, can we still use his books and stuff?" And Linda no. had put up this comment as well in earlier uh, that Ravi also claimed he was never unfaithful to his wife. Um, Bud, you brought this up on the show. I want to give you and then Justin a chance to respond, and then we have someone else in the backstage we'll bring in. So, Bud, you know, you, you brought this out on our show that 
he even while doing this was claiming he was faithful to his wife. Yeah, and that's in the Miller and Martin report, the investigation that was done. And, and I'll just read the quote uh, from 2017. So this is later on. Uh, quote, in my 45 years of marriage to Margie, I have never engaged in any inappropriate behavior of any kind. Um, so that's where he was at least three years before his death in May of 2020. Um, but uh, to the issue of using his resources, no. And mainly because, I mean, the books of his that I have read, I haven't watched a whole lot of Robbie. The guy doesn't go to scripture. The guy is going to philosophy. Um, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, philosophy is not going to save you, <laughs> even if it's even if it's logical, even if it makes makes sense. I mean, I studied philosophy in college. Yeah, there's value to it, but the Holy Spirit works through the Word. He works through the Gospel, and that's one of the glaring uh, areas that is absent in His teaching and in the books that I have read. So that's a problem. But the point that I made, Andrew, that that I'd like Justin Peters to to follow up with you don't need to use his books but if you happen to be a believer who was who ravi zacharias may have been a means that the lord used to move you to the gospel to truly regenerate you where you repent and believe your salvation is not in jeopardy because your salvation is not based on the means the lord used it's based on the truth of christ um so so don't you know, if, if you're listening to this and you wonder, oh, my goodness, I was a big fan and, and I really learned a lot. Great. You learned a lot. Your salvation is in Christ. It is not in the minister or the ministry that the Lord may have used to bring you to that point. Justin? Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I echo because, you know, I get asked uh, pretty frequently. People say, well, well, I got saved in a charismatic Word of Faith church. I, I've had people even tell me they believe they got saved at a Benny Hinn crusade. And I have heard Benny Hinn present enough of the gospel for God to use that to bring one of his own to himself. It does not validate Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn still a false prophet on it by every biblical definition of the term. So I, I, I give a hearty amen to what Bud just said that um, uh, if if God and His providence uh, used something that Ravi said to in some way point you to the gospel, it's uh, your salvation rests in Christ, not in Ravi. Now that having just while we've been doing the show, I actually pulled up that Miller report and was scanning through some of the highlights of it. There, there's no way around this. Mm. Yeah. There, there is no way around this. <laughs> no. Too there, many witnesses. They have pictures, two over 200 pictures of partially to completely nude women on Robbie Zacharias's devices. He had over 200 contacts of, uh, of, of masseuses. What's the plural of masseuses? Masseuses? Whatever. Massage therapists. Massage <laughs> Massage therapist, yeah. Uh, he had over 200 of these in his phone. They, they have uh, statements, you know, of, of him uh, talking to these women and talking to them in sexual terms. And uh, it ain't no getting around this. There ain't no denying this. That, that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this, and I I don't even know. Well. 
there, there's no way the man was saved. That's right. You will. There's no way the man was saved. There, yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's what, 6, I, that's what I said on my podcast, and people were blasting me for it. There's no way. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor revilers, nor covetous, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That's right. I mean, he you know, was doing this apparently up until yeah. a, a few months before he died. Well, until he got too Even sick. He was dying of cancer. He was yeah. still doing it. Where he, is the evidence of the Holy Spirit of God in this man's life? Yeah, I mean, he was doing this, Justin, up until he got sick, too sick to continue and he was now homebound. So yeah. it's not like he it stopped doing it because the there was gospel. repentance. It cheapens the gospel to say that this man was a regenerate person. That is a cheapening of the gospel. The Holy Spirit of God is not a weakling. If he's strong enough to save us, he is strong enough to sanctify us. And, and Christians stumble into sin. Christians don't swim in it. My goodness, right. this man, he wasn't just swimming in sin. He had a scuba suit on. <laughs> I mean, I love how Justin like, explains things. <laughs> well, let let me uh, let me let me bring I, I in. I, we have a guest in the backstage. Uh, oh, I, I guess he would he would be technically my little brother because he calls me his big brother. But uh, Kofi, how are you? I'm doing well. So good to see you, brothers. You, know, Kofi, you definitely have better looks in that uh, relationship. <laughs> I just want you to know that. <laughs> and, and and that that would go for you know you compared to Anthony as well. So, uh, <laughs> oh dear. So Kofi, I know you've been listening in. You know what are you, what are your thoughts? I, I know you've been up to date with some of this stuff with Ravi. Um, I mean, my, my initial thoughts when all this broke was just heartbreak. Um, heartbreak for first and foremost, the name of Christ is like, oh, great. Another high profile minister who has fallen in such a public. In fact, calling it a fall is actually insulting because these were calculated decisions. One of the things that my wife and I were talking about when all this came out, it was just the reality that. This wasn't a one-time, okay, but moment of weakness, if you wanted to use that language. This was a pattern of predatory behavior going back years. Yes. Yeah. And just the heartbreak, that, okay, this is someone who, meanwhile, was traveling the world, proclaiming the name of Christ. Mm-hmm. I've only heard, I only heard Ravi Zacharias speak one time in person. It was at a Ligonier conference in Seattle, was he 2018? Yeah, 2018. Like, and people came from all over for that conference, primarily to hear Ravi Zacharias. Like, this man's name had pull. And now, yeah. fast forward two years, and all this is come well, almost three years, and all this is coming out in just a horrific fashion. So, heartbreak for the name of Christ, heartbreak for, you know, again, I don't know how much his family knew. And that raises some questions, especially with the daughter who's on the board of the ministry. Mm. How much did they know? I'm going to try and believe the best and say his own wife didn't know this. If that's the case. Well, but one, one thing one thing with that, Kofi, though, his wife was his wife and daughter were on the board of directors oh, when okay. this when okay. this came that out in 2017. Okay. And the daughter was the director of the spa where mm-hmm. he was where he was doing all this. 
So, oh no, the, the daughter I think knew more than most folks. Is why okay, I didn't know his wife was on the board, so that's interesting. Yeah, you know, but heartbreak for that family, heartbreak for the people in the ministry who I had to imagine there were some people who had no idea this was happening. Garton, I think a lot of people need to ask questions. How do we not notice? But you know, I for example, I know people who work for what well, what used to be RZIM UK, the Zacharias Trust. And obviously they've separated themselves entirely and want to rename the ministry and just put all that in the past. Um, so heartbreak for them, heartbreak for the victims. You know, I feel for, is it Laurieanne? Is it Thompson, her name? Thompson, yeah. 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 Yes, um, who basically has been sadly proved right. <laughs> well, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I didn't get to on the Rap Report podcast with Laurieanne is they still have an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. That was part of the settlement and they will not release her. Even in light of all this, they still will not release her. He's, he's died. In in fact, I would argue he broke the non-disclosure agreement when, once they made it and he went to Christianity today and started coming up with stories bashing them. So I think he broke that agreement because they weren't supposed to talk about it, period. And so she's still gagged. She still has this gag order on her where she can't speak about it. And yet, and and it's the executor of his his estate, which I'm going to assume is his wife. So if that's the case, then it's it's his wife or whoever is the executor of the estate that will not release Lori Thompson to speak on this. And so... and, you know, that's that's a good point. And that I, itself is disturbing. Wow. It's like, okay, you're willing to... Oh, that's my son, by the way. Uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> he's getting big, man. Oh, he's... Yeah, um, he's huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, again, I, all I um, just feel was heartbreak initially. But then I started to read the report. Um, I took an hour or so late at night one night and just read through it. And then I felt what could, I could only describe as just indignation. It's like, okay, hold on. This man was using ministry funds to fund this perverse lifestyle. He was invoking the name of Christ to do so, covering it up for years, using every manipulative tactic in the book to cover all of this. Meanwhile, people on the internet, and this is why I wanted to co- jump on for a minute, People on the internet are like, well, he's dead. You can't talk about it now. Let him rest. God is his judge. Um, my Bible says in 1 Timothy 5, 24, that some men's sins, um, some, men sin, some men's sins are obvious, preceding them before judgment, and some men's sins follow after. He managed to get away with it in this life, as it were. Like, he died with nobody knowing. But now that stuff has come out. And if that stuff has come out, it now needs to be dealt with publicly. Because last I checked, this man was an ordained minister in a denomination. I don't know what exact links he had with the uh, Christian and Missionary Alliance. But this is a man who professed to be a minister of the gospel, who had a very public ministry. And now all this stuff has come out in public. And no, we, I don't think this is for uh, the sermon bloggers to try and get hits on their websites and what have you. But we do need to talk about this stuff publicly. Because these are very real people who have been affected by this. Well, this um, is a very real church has been affected by this. You know, Kofi. Yes, sir. Uh, Kofi, you made me you made me think about something. There's a, uh, you know, uh, the theology of rewards and punishments um, in the writings of Edwards and others. 
uh, to talk about. And, you know, I've heard this, that your ministry lives on after you and part of your rewards in heaven is not just your rewards up until you die. It's 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 you're also your legacy of the gospel of the people that you share the gospel and your legacy of people who read your materials and you're listening to your sermons and the number of people come to Christ, you know, long after you're gone. And you made me just kind of wonder about this. Does that mean if there's this idea of punishments, uh, is your punishment still being stored up because of your sins you left behind that's now bringing reproach upon the name of Christ? It's just one of those things. I was going to throw that back as a theological thing. What do you all think about that? I think he's standing before God, and he's going to face judgment as the Scripture is clear that uh, he's going to stand before God on the final day, and he's going to be screaming out, Lord, Lord, have I not done all these things in your mighty name? And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. This is... This is vile. It's Titus. Titus two, you know, tells us to the to show ourselves an example. And this man showed an example of vileness that hid himself. You know, Frank, you were talking about earlier about this grooming. And what I want to point out is Andrew and and Justin, uh, Frank, you guys, you have this thing set up for accountability, and you have leadership set up for accountability where. You talk about pastors and godly men who won't put up with your silliness. They won't put up with you playing around and playing games and fast and loop with Christianity. They won't. They're not going to put up with it. I'm going to tell you, Andrew does something like this one time. I'm out. I'm gone. Okay, and I'll I'll make sure everybody knows it while I'm trying to burn out the doors. You know, if I did that, he'd do the same to me. It's because we love each other and we love God more. We love the body of Christ. It's that important. We also have accountability within the body of Christ, the church. But what you see here is you see a person who has set up a board with no accountability. It's a board that he leads, that he grooms, that he teaches. And they're the ones that are supposed to be overseeing him, and yet he's telling them what's approvable, what's acceptable, um, all the wicked things he's doing, uh, being angry at people and shunning them for, you know, what is uh, laying them off and and not letting them have a voice whenever he would say something uh, or whenever they would say something to him. This is all the conduct of someone who is staging himself to be, uh, you know, untouchable. They're untouchable, and so they can get by with anything you want to. In this report, it talks about going back to 2010. It goes back to 2010. This stuff's been going on for I don't know how many years. But, But nobody in the board would question him because he staged this with victims that he has on his board. Guys, this is not talking about godly men who are able to stand up to him and say, you are the man. You're wrong. This is talking about weak, weak-willed people that, that have no backbone, and they, they love this, this idea of this glorified ministry and so they're willing to let him get by with anything he wants to get by with, and it is disgusting. It's vile, you know. I just oh well. well let me let me tell you let me tell you a, a story. Justin, you'll remember this. <clears throat> there, there. Were, I'm not going to name who this person is, <clears throat> but there, there's a very well known person where something had happened, 
and you know it just a tense uh, situation where he didn't think through didn't prepare and said something that wasn't true and you know I, Justin, you'll remember I, I, I mentioned it to you. I was concerned. I mentioned it to Anthony. He, we were there. He was there at the time, not exactly there, but and I, I was just struggling because this is a very well-known person, and I was like, you know, is it something that I need to confront him on? And Justin, you, you, when I told you, you were like, well, yeah, you need to call him. And I'm like, ah, oh, but like, is it something I could just let go? Because it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like what we're talking about with Ravi. And this is, you know, also, folks, for the, for the character, you understand who, like, who Justin is. But, Justin, you called me, like, one or two times after that. And, and Anthony called me once after asking, did I go to the person yet? Did I actually follow up? That, that was the accountability I, I needed, right, so that it made sure I went and did what I needed to do is go verify this story to make sure I knew what happened. And, you know, so I ended up calling them and said, hey, you know, we were out, this is what you said, and it's not, you know, like, can you explain this? And and he was just like, well, you know, this is what happened, and he, he explained it. He said it was wrong, but I, I shouldn't have done it. I It wasn't exactly true, and, you know, asked forgiveness, and, you know, it was better afterwards. I mean, it, it, you know, like now I know I can go to him with things, and he's he, he receives it well. Um, I also know that, you know, I have guys like, Justin and Anthony, who, if I'm going to say, hey, like someone did something, they're going to make sure I actually follow through in biblical principles, even if I don't want to. Because be honest with you guys, sometimes we don't want to. I mean, think about the person that may know about this. Do you think they want to go and confront Ravi Zacharias? Especially if they know he gets angry with people, (laughs) right? Yeah. So... Okay, so Andrew, first of all, your video stopped working, Andrew. So we see you just kind of. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, it's it's not it's not moving. So, okay, it's not going to be very long. But we'll, so okay, as we're as we're tracing the history, we're talking about the the report now, and we're looking back right on uh, and, and hindsight twenty twenty. We're seeing all this stuff. So to you, Frank, to what you said earlier, we're seeing these things. We're putting them together, and maybe people wouldn't have questioned it as much at the time, but. What about the issues going even further back? Ravi doesn't preach the gospel. Ravi, as as either Butter Kofi said, uses tons of philosophy. When people asked me at, at conferences, when I would teach at them and say, hey, what do you think about Ravi? I always said, I don't like him. Always have said that. And my reason why is because I, the worst one of all was this. He was asked, is Jesus the only way? in front of a large crowd. And he gave a five-minute diatribe of, of philosoph- philosophical nonsense before he never really answering, and never really answered the question by the end of it. He did the same thing when he was asked about Catholics, if they were really Christians. I know Todd Friel mentioned this on his show uh, not too many days ago. I heard that too. did the same thing. Um, where was anybody to call him out on the carpet? You're, you're a top apologist, and you can't even answer the simplest, most basic questions of Christianity. That's a problem. Andrew, you just brought up Linda Yost. Um, he also lied about his credentials. I was going to bring that up next. Yeah. What about the fact that he has lied about numerous credentials? Where is, where is his, his ministry partners forcing him to write large uh, – or be able to write apology letters – 
publicly, where it's publicly known and broadcast that he had lied. And he did this on multiple occasions as well. So to Justin's, uh, Justin Peter's point, you look back at the entire history of it, I have a really hard time believing he's saved. It's, yeah. it's not just the women thing, right? It's, it's the whole package that we're seeing. This isn't somebody who, as some people out there are saying, this is just, okay, this is his, this is his sin. He really struggled with it. No, no, it's way more than that. It's way more than that. It's yeah. way more than that with just the women, let alone the credential, the lying about credentials, as well as yeah. um, his issues of being able to just give simple answers to basic Christian questions. And, uh, cl- and cler- clergy talk is saying, uh, wow, I didn't know he lied about his credentials. I, I went through this on the rap report where real quick, just to give people the background on that, that may not know. He claimed he got a doctorate degree and taught at a university. And that university came out and said he never attended a, a, any classes at that university and never was, was paid uh, for, for those classes. So he had to remove that from his, his resume. Um, th- so, yeah, that's what it's talking about. So, who, who, uh, Justin, were you, did you want to address that, what Anthony said? Yeah, no, Anthony's right. Well, I, I'm very can I, can I ask Justin a question? You yeah, just sure. did. I want to ask Justin a question. That. So, Justin... The more I listen to this, are we dealing with an intellectual Benny Hinn then? Yeah, that's probably a pretty good way to put that, Frank. Um, yeah, Benny Hinn is a is a charlatan, a showman, a fake. Um, yeah, I mean, Ravi was an intellectual. That's probably a pretty good way to put it, an intellectual Benny Hinn. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's really, from what I can tell, there's really no area of his life that was not touched with deceit and fraud. Um, and, and Anthony's exactly right in what he said about, uh, I've, I've heard the same thing from Robbie cannot give a straight answer about the most basic elements of the gospel. Like, is Jesus the only way to be saved? Uh, yeah. Next question. I mean, that's like, is the sky blue? Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's not a hard that's not a hard question. And, and, you know, for, for those people that would say that Ravi was, well, he was struggling with sin. Th- this appears to be an unbroken pattern over who knows how many years. The only thing he struggled with was struggling to keep it hidden. That was his which, only struggle. Which in itself is sin. Think of the deception exactly. Exactly. that had to be created for him to continue with you know, the name to sin that we're aware of. Yeah. But you go back, you know, one of the things that Anthony mentioned, and, and, I, and I was thinking too, you go back into the distant past 10 years ago, 12 years ago, and you read some of what Ravi was doing theologically. He's endorsing guys like Henri Nguyen, all this uh, spiritual uh, formation and contemplative prayer, and you see that. You see him endorsing people like Joyce Meyer as a great Bible teacher. I mean, there is a pattern of unsound theology all the way through. Well, if you don't have the grounding and the truth of the Word, um, there's nothing to keep you from where you've gone. Uh, Tragic. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're following a ministry like that, make sure they're preaching Christ. Make sure that the ministry's in Christ, not in the celebrity that leads it. Yeah. Well, uh, wouldn't they be obligated to have 
Um, I mean, if, if the basic uh, standard for being in, in ministry, uh, let's just say pastoral ministry, um, uh, of whatever form he was in, I don't know what denomination he was part of or, or what. Uh, CMA. CMA, Christian Missionary Alliance. Okay. Okay. Um, still, the Bible tells us the standards for being in pastoral ministry. If you're going to, to, uh, to strive for this, that's a good thing. It's a good thing to struggle for it and fight for it. Then live up to the qualifications. Be above reproach, the husband of one wife. Be the man that you're, you, God has called you to be, able to handle the word of God, rightly dividing it. You know, it, it, the Bible is is not just there for us to just pick and choose what we like. You know, it's there it's there for our guide, our help. It's our it's our model. It's to teach us who is qualified and who is not. And I think what's what's so tragic here is we have so many. Frank said it, you know, earlier. We have so many uh, big name people. Justin, you said it as well. Big name people that jumped on there and said, you know, this is Ravi Zacharias. Who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry, John MacArthur. Look, I love John MacArthur, you know, as much as anybody. But if he was to jump in this bandwagon and start doing this stuff, he needs to be corrected too. It's it's not that we 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 look at Ravi Zacharias and say, oh, let's get him. No, it's Lord in heaven, let this man come to true repentance before he meets you. As judge, you know, he needs to be right with God because he's going to stand before God and be judged and burn in hell for eternity because what he did and what he's done is just just as wicked and depraved as the things that everybody on this panel has done in their lives apart from Christ. The the, the difference is Jesus Christ, you know, and, and the gospel of Christ that saved our souls. Every evidence here, I agree with Justin, every evidence here is that is that he has he is standing under judgment and he will never see the gospel come to save his soul again. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to, I'm sorry, go ahead, Justin. Oh, no, I, 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 I said the, I, I guess the only slight qualification I would put to my assertion that Ravi uh, is, is not in heaven. There's no evidence that he was blue. I still say there's no evidence. He's the only way that that man is in heaven right now is if like, I guess quite literally on his deathbed, deathbed that God granted him faith and repentance. But barring that, there is nothing in this man's life, nothing to make anyone think that he was a regenerate new creation in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I had, I had said, I, I don't it, look, we can't know another person's heart. Granted, I'll agree with that. But what is it we, we do? We inspect the fruit. We look at the fruit of their, of, of their life. And, uh, and I don't know who here said it tonight, but you, you think about Ravi Zacharias, and you're talking about a man who, uh, up until, uh, until he was too sick to be able to continue this kind of behavior, he continued it. And he, he covered it up. And, I mean, you know, I guess for me, the, the audacity of here he is when he, we, he was so sick. And there's all these pictures that you now see of him and his wife cuddling together. And it's so romantic. And he, he's praising their marriage. And he was covering all this up. Like, it, it should have been a time that he 
at least before his death, said, let me come clean, you know? Exactly. Um, Amen. I want to I just, uh, I want to finish, I want to bring up, um, obviously, uh, real quick, three things I point out in counseling, and, and it's directly related uh, to Scripture in regards to David. Um, there, If you notice throughout the Bathsheba uh, situation with David, is that it all started with with his thinking, his thinking that he um, that he was the king. Uh, he was no longer accountable to anyone. He saw Bathsheba. He thought about her. He lusted about her, and then it moved into the behavior, the sexual behavior, the indiscriminate sexual behavior, the adultery uh, with her. And immediately following that, there was nothing but seeking to cover up, and that's pattern of pretty much all sexual sin is your thinking yeah. uh, becomes clouded usually because you're thinking about yourself and your own needs and not anybody else's um, and, and then your sexual behavior or compulsions um, override um, what's in and then you're going to try to cover it up but one thing that becomes important if we think about this with Ravi Zacharias David showed no repentance either until Nathan showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all need to be careful of that and pray that if we are caught up in something, that God sends a Nathan to us and that he doesn't let us get up on our deathbed and nobody going to us then. His board of directors should have been Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's good right. point. That is a good point. Well, it is... Uh, it, it's it's almost it's time to wrap up. I don't know um, if anyone else any closing things anyone else wants to make uh, any comments other than Anthony because Anthony's always going to try to get into Anthony. Anthony time. Yeah, Anthony always has something. Yeah. I have an unrelated to the Ravi story. Sure. I just looked at Twitter and Tom Askell from Founders and Ministries about an hour ago uh, tweeted, "Praise God for His mercy to the Bochums." Uh, the procedure for Vody went well, and he is resting. So, not I know a lot of saints have been praying about his situation. So, that Amen. is uh, yeah. that is good Amen. news to hear. That is good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I, I will say this: Andrew doesn't know this yet, but we're going to do a special apologetics live show on Sunday night, and uh, we're going to be critiquing a pastor from New Jersey who uh, who's a pastor of a large church that uh, has just butchered creation in front of his congregation. So, so we've, got, we've got about 17 clips we're going to walk through, and, and, uh, and, and we're going to talk about it. And, and who made this decision? <laughs> <laughs> the accountability board, evidently. Yeah, hey, hey, Frank, Frank, I think you and I need to veto his... Uh... <laughs> so for those of you who miss Anthony time tonight, you're going to get it Sunday night. Well, there are, of there course, you, apo- you know, Atomic Apologics is uh, demanding Anthony time. Uh, there were some other calls for Anthony time. We had uh, Humble Clay said, hey, since Anthony was running late, I think Anthony time is in order. We could even change the the uh, the content discussed. <laughs> so, um, and, and here's, uh, here's someone else that we, we know. Brian Simmons is saying yes to that. So... Uh, uh, someone that uh, that we've uh, several of us have gotten to know. Um, 
But uh, with that, I, I want to thank you guys for coming in, weighing in on this. This was not a fun or easy topic to discuss. Not you know, this yeah. is why I read that passage out of Philippians three. Uh, th- this is it, it's a more of a heartbreaking thing to have to deal with, um, and, and it's it's not something that any of us are coming to with glee and joy and can't wait to to discuss it. Um, but so Sunday night. Anthony will, uh, will, will, I guess, have something about uh, an anti-creation pastor that's, that's out there. Uh, we do sometimes do this. We, we did the one with um, uh, Pastor Coates, with the guys from Matter of Theology, to give some a live show. So uh, we'll be back here next Thursday. Um, and I, I, I actually, I'll, I'll, I'll put Pastor Justin on the spot. I, I think next Thursday... Uh, Anthony's not going to be able to be here. Uh, and the, the Thursday after that, on the 11th, is we're going to have a special guest uh, talking biblical counseling, and that's going to be with uh, a fellow named Chris Comida. He is a biblical counselor, so that is on the 11th. Uh, Justin and I will bang our heads together and figure out what we'll be discussing next week. Uh, but, folks, we would love for you to come in and ask questions. That is the, the best thing to do. That way we... Uh, have you in and get to answer questions. This is a live show for that reason. So um, so we can answer your questions or challenges. Uh, there was supposed to be someone that was supposed to come in and challenge me on Calvinism, but I guess he didn't show. Mm. He wasn't predestined. He wasn't predestined to do it. So, folks, we, we thank you, and uh, we're, we're going to end with a uh, just giving you a... Um, a little bit of an, an advertisement for our Christian podcast community. So, The Christian podcast community is a cohesive group of like-minded Christian podcasters proclaiming the truths of Christ, truths of Christ with expertise and passion in the areas of theology, church history, Christian living, evangelism, apologetics, parenting, homeschooling, sermons, and much, much more. So check us out at christianpodcastcommunity.org christianpodcastcommunity.org One stop for all your favorite Christian podcasts. The quote of the night. Frank Mullis is Ben is Ravi Zacharias, an intellectual <laughs> Benny Hill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.